Matthew 12, starting at verse 1. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. But when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples, look, look, your disciples are, are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the, Pharise- the presence, um, which, is, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read... In the law, how on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless. I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He went on from there and entered their synagogue. And a man was there with a withered hand. And they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So that they might accuse him, he said to them, Which one of you who has a sheep, if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value is a man than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other. The Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. I read an article about a Scottish minister who had to travel a couple miles in order to get to church. And one Sunday he decided, you know, the river is frozen, I'm just going to ice skate to church. And so that's what he did. Apparently church members gathered in front of the church to watch him as their preacher skated up um, close to the church and, and, and walked into the building, flushed but ready for worship. You would have thought that would be the end of it, but it wasn't. Apparently, the the elders and the deacons and many concerned members, they got together afterwards and they started to talk about this. They were concerned what the preacher had done. And when they got all done talking about it and discussing it, they went to the preacher and they just had one question that they asked him. And they said, did you enjoy skating on the river? Did you enjoy skating on the river? To them, they thought pleasure and the Lord's Day, those two just don't go together. That they're kind of two separate things. How sad. In Jesus' day, the Pharisees were pretty rigid and unbending about their, uh, how, how they uh, observed the Sabbath day. They had rules for everything about cooking and how far you could walk and even medical care. Um, I even read that if a stone wall fell on a a loved one, um, you could take enough stones off to make sure that they're okay, and if they're not hurt too badly, they had to lay there until the next morning, and then you could work and get the rest of the stones off. Yeah, I wonder if that really worked out for them. (laughs) I mean, if you saw your wife with a stone wall on them, no, I don't think you're going to wait till the next day. Never live in the same house again. But still, they had all kinds of rules, and uh, it just got tedious. While I'm sure they put those rules in place because they, they, they truly wanted to honor God, yet these rules, they, after a while, they started to take on a life of their own, and, 
And, and after a while, it just, it was meaningless. It was just all outward, and, and it really didn't come from the heart. As I did some reading on the Sabbath this week, I, I, I read that the Reformers actually had a much easier time when it came to the Sabbath than some other groups. I think where things kind of got complicated um, is the way the Puritans believed you had to observe the Sabbath, both in Europe and in the United States. Um, they thought their strict ideas um, were really how the world should observe the Sabbath. And so they had these rules that... that um, that they kind of enacted even in, in the towns that they lived in. I mean, that, that's how high it went. And, and so they had rules about you couldn't show any affection, you couldn't hold hands, um, you couldn't even kiss your, your children on, on the Sabbath. That was all extra and, and just things you, couldn't, you, you shouldn't do. And, and they even would hire people in certain towns to to go and, and, and make surprise visits on all the, the people who lived there to make sure that they were, they were obeying those rules and they weren't doing anything that they, they weren't supposed to. Many of you, I'm sure, and I hope, can laugh about some of the rules you had to follow when you were younger. My dad, he could play catch on, on the Sabbath, but he couldn't wear a mitt because if he wore a mitt, then you'd be throwing the ball too hard and that was work. So you could play catch, but just not with a, a mitt. Wise, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you look back at some of this, and it's like, wow, really? And, and, and while the intentions were good in, in putting a lot of those rules in place, yet again, it took on a life of its own. For many of you, you couldn't ride your bike on, on Sunday or go out to eat. A lot of you had to take a bath on Saturday night, peel the potatoes on Saturday night, get the meal ready on Saturday night. My wife grew up in a house in Florida. Even though they had a, a pool in the backyard, you were not allowed to go swimming on the Sabbath. That was a poor way to spend the Sabbath. But what got funny is later on, her father had a revelation at about 50, 55, where suddenly you could go swimming on the Sabbath. And I know the kids were a little resentful for all those years. On Sunday, they looked at that water and they couldn't jump in it. Even the, the, the funnies in the, in the paper, Arla wasn't allowed to read those until Monday morning because you don't, no mindless amusement, right? You bet. Again, you just kind of have to laugh about some of this now. I know for me, my parents had it in their, in their heads that everyone should take a nap. And so me and my siblings, we were told to go take a nap, and yeah, no. We got rid of that pretty quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I could go on and on. I, I just remember as a kid thinking, you know, the Sabbath, it's really not a lot of fun. It's really not that enjoyable, at least for me. Later on, you get a, a new perspective about it, but, but still... Um, I think we would all have to admit some of those rules, yeah, were they really so necessary? Were they really so important? I guess that's something that we all have to follow the Spirit's leading on. Our text says one Sabbath, Jesus' disciples were, were walking through a grain field. They were hungry. And so as they walked, they started to pick some of the heads of the grain and they started to, to eat them. When the disciples 
got to where the Pharisees were, the Pharisees right away tattled on him and says, you're, to Jesus, your disciples, they were, they were eating grain out of the field. And why that was such a big deal is because when they picked those kernels of grain, they were harvesting. And uh, when they rubbed those, uh, those heads of uh, grain together to get the, the hulls off, they were threshing. And uh, to get rid of the stalks and the hulls, they were winnowing, and you just didn't do any of those things on the Sabbath. So Jesus responds to the, the, the Pharisees' accusations by defending his disciples' actions, and, and he does that with Scripture. He reminds them of, of the story of King David. Um, when he was flee- fleeing from King Saul, and he and his men were, were hungry, and so they went to the tabernacle, and, and you might remember that story, how they ate the, 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 the bread of, um, of showbread that, that was in the, the tabernacle, um, which technically you weren't allowed to do. Um, but was God angry with them about that? And, and we know clearly that he wasn't, because... In God's eyes, those civil laws, those man-made laws, even, even some that were just more ceremonial, they're not as important as moral laws about doing justice, about showing mercy uh, to, your, to your neighbors or even to David and, and his men. And, and so Jesus brings us up to the Pharisees and says, if God wasn't upset with David and his men for doing this, which was, again, a, a, a civil law, then, then why are you so upset about what the disciples are doing? And, and again, what laws are they breaking? They're breaking those civil laws in order to feed themselves because they were hungry. And so Jesus is making a point. Keeping ceremonial and civil laws is not as important as, again, showing more, the, the moral laws and offering mercy. This is why Jesus says the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. In other, in other words, um, God made this day not to be a burden to us, but to bless us. Actually, the Sabbath is a gift for each of us. And I think we forget that sometimes. It's also why Jesus said in verse 7, And if you had known what it means, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, or the guiltless. And, and so he's clearly laying it out. And if they didn't quite get this, then he, he, he brings up a second point, and he says, look, look at you, the priests. They have to work on the Sabbath. They have to, you know, do the things in, in the temple or the tabernacle, and um, they have to officiate on behalf of, of, of God for the people, for the people between God. I mean, they were the mediators. And... If God was not angry with them for working on the Sabbath, because it was a necessity, then again, why should you about some of these other, these other rules? Listen to Colossians 2, 16. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ Jesus. So Paul is saying there that the, the, the ceremonial laws, they passed away because they were fulfilled in Christ Jesus. He fulfilled the demands of the law. And so they no longer are held over us, condemning us. 
since Jesus said that he had come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, that means in fulfilling the ceremonial laws, while we're not bound to them, still we're called to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Holy. 